What's up, church planters and church planting enthusiasts? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend and fellow planter in arms, Matt Hess. And you guys are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. So whether you are a lead church planter or you're on a church planting team, or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and advance the kingdom of God. Matt Hess, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. Just, it's kind of a dreary day today. It is. It's, it's kind cool of cool outside. This is my weather, man. I love this it? kind of weather. Erica's not so much. I like hot weather. Yeah. I like Erica hot does weather. too. It must That's, be. I think we got one more week of kind of warm weather yeah. and then it's starting to look like it's yeah. fall is upon us. I don't mind fall too much up here because oh, fall's cool because the, the leaves turn and everything, but it also is ominous because it means the winter is coming. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little weird like that. I've always, my favorite seasons are always fall. My, and my favorite goes in this order, fall, winter, uh, spring, summer. So you don't like summer? I'm not, I, I like it all, man, you know, okay. but, but like, I, I like it, I like it all, but those are my favorites. Yeah. Like I, I, I love fall cause I love the cool weather. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hot blooded, you know, by nature, I'm always yeah. hot. And so like, uh, I, I, I just love the fall. There's nothing, it, you know, for me too, it's like, it's college football season starting mm-hmm. up, you know, this Saturday, bro yeah. actually starts tonight. Well, it actually started last week. Yeah, that's true. If you true. care about irrelevant teams like Western Kentucky and <laughs> Wyoming. Sorry, our Western Kentucky Wyoming fans. Wyoming played New Mexico State actually last year or last last week, I think. Ooh. Wow, what a, like a what a matchup. Wow. What a matchup of two imposing teams. What a matchup of <laughs> Who's going to come out with the victory? <laughs> what a matchup of two insignificant <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a heck of a matchup for you. Wyoming versus New Mexico State. Will it be the Lobos or the Cowboys? Coming out on top. (laughs) Oh, man. My least favorite season is spring. Yeah. There's a, but I have a very precise reasoning behind this. Okay. So you're a baseball guy, man. I know, but I don't like the, I'm talking about just weather. Like, I'm not talking about, so first of all, uh, the second half of well, if the second half of winter yeah. alone was a season, I would hate that one the most. Yeah, because once we get we get two winters here. Yeah, once we get to the end of January and then February and March, I'm just sick of it. Yeah. and it and it stays winter for a long time up here, it and it's still like snowing in early April, and it's just you get tired of it. So you get to you know at the end of April, and what. What spring is is like here is that it warms up just enough to where everything starts to melt. And so your yard is always extremely yeah, soggy. It's wet. It's ugly. Yeah. And then, but it's still too cold to wear shorts and flip flops. So you get like, you get up in the morning, it's still pretty, pretty cold in the yeah. mornings. You know, like you got to have like your jacket on and your boots on and yeah. stuff because it's wet. Uh, and then in the daytime, it'll get like just warm enough where it kind of teases you and you're like, can summer get here already? Yeah. So it's kind of this in between. And, and that's why I don't like spring very much because it's wet and it's still not warm enough. It's still kind of cold. Yeah. Um, and I love summer because I'm, I'm a shorts and flip flops guy. Me too. Uh, I just like wearing that. But I also like the beginning of winter cause I like the first snowfall. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty up here yes. when you get the, it's like, it's pretty in the beginning when it starts to snow. We had a, a team that wanted to, is contacting us, uh, this past week. They want to come up in March cause it's their spring break in the States. It's not ours. Mm-hmm. It's not our March break, but, uh, they want to come up and we're like, you know, trying to explain them. It's still cold. 
you know, and they're like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's still cold. You yeah. know, bring so, a bring a light sweater, bring a light sweater, bring a parka. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's it's funny, man. the The seasons here are are yeah. pretty crazy, but um, yeah, man, fall's my season. I love it. Or autumn. Autumn. Some people call it autumn. Yeah, I I fall will be okay, but it's yeah. I, I think summer's number one, and then the beginning of winter's number two, and then probably fall after that. What's funny to me here, man, is like, uh, our people be like, "Whoa, it's so hot," you know, and. It'll, oh, it'll, yeah. it'll push like, uh, like 30 degrees. So, or so there was, there's been a heat warning the last three days Yeah, and, um, it was about 32 Fahrenheit, which I think is in Celsius. the upper or Celsius, which I think is in the upper eighties Fahrenheit. No, no, no. That's nineties. Okay. Like maybe 90 or 91. Yeah. So I think, not, I think, I not, think 32 not, Celsius is like 94, 95. Well, I'm about to check look right it up, Mr. Hunt on my converter on my phone because, but our, okay, our, all I'm saying our is listeners it are like, what's with all this weather chat? Well, it wasn't that hot and people up here complain about the, the heat and it's kind yeah. of, it's a little bit silly. I'm like, I'm guys, guessing 32 Celsius is 94 degrees. Guess who's right? Jared's right. 89.6. Uh, so it wasn't even 90 degrees and they have a heat warning up here. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but the heat index but, makes it feel like 91. But then in the winter, like when you're in, you know, Dallas and it's going to be like 31 Fahrenheit overnight yeah. and there might be some ice on the roads and they yeah. shut down the freeways. And, yeah. you know, here that's like a warm day in the winter. Man, yeah. dude, it, it is funny though. Like when, when, when I go down to Atlanta or something, we're doing stuff with Sind or... Um, to a partner church, especially in the deep south, like Mississippi, Memphis, or whatever, Tennessee, you go down there, Alabama, and it's just like, man, you forget the humidity. It just hits you like a ton of bricks yeah. when you get off the plane, and you're like, holy crow. You mm -hmm. forget, you know, just – I, I like this climate. I like Canadian weather. My wife, not so much. She's not a fan of the winter. Yeah, Jen's not either. That's funny because she's from Pennsylvania. Like yeah. she's actually from the she's Northeast, a Quaker. and she went to school in Ithaca, which is like upstate wow. New York. And it's even they get even more snow than we yeah. do because they're on the other side of the lake, so they get the lake effect snow. But she, yeah. she like I think I I don't mind the snow as much as she does for some yeah. reason. So I tell you what though, man, we went to the Bahamas. Uh, oh no, not the ba Jamaica, and um, man, it was. That was paradise, dude. Yeah. It was just so nice. Wasn't hot, wasn't cold. It was just like perfect every day. Let me hear your best Jamaican accent. I better not. <laughs> <laughs> our, our worship leader at Fellowship Pickering, O'Dane Barrett, is you need to Jamaican. You need to honor him. <laughs> no, it would, not, your <laughs> it would dishonor him. I would dishonor that brother. So <laughs> we got, we got some, we, there's a lot, a lot of people don't know this. When we first came here, I was blown away how many Caribbeans there are in the GTA. Yep. There are a lot of Carib there's there a big Caribbean population. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a lot more than I thought as well. I'm I'm not I'm yeah. still not sure why. I don't yeah. know why this is the place to immigrate for uh Caribbean <laughs> folks, but yeah. it is. I asked the day we got back from vacation and I was like, "Man, why would you ever come here from there?" And he's like, "Cuz I don't want to be in the tourism industry." Because mm. he, he's like, there's literally, there's yep. not much opportunity there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you take away the, the tourist, mm -hmm. tourism industry and like, what are you going to do there? Farm maybe farming. a little bit. And yeah. you'd be pretty, you're pretty poor if you're farming over there. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, probably so. Yep. Uh, but anyways. Yeah. Anyways, we're not here to talk about. That's the weather report at WKRP. And the economic report for Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. Which we're not here to talk about. Our today. listeners like, who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Well, you better care if you love people. <laughs> That's right. You better care about the weather. 
So, no, no. I was talking about the economy. The, you better care about the economy. Well, we're going to talk today about marketing and what role marketing should play if you are planting to reach the lost. Yeah. So this is, you know, a, a topic that is somewhat highly debated, you know, in, yeah, in church be. planting circles. And I think that there's a kind of like last, uh, last episode we did, uh, there's also a, a lot of, uh, the people can be pretty opinionated about this. There's some people yeah. who are very adamantly against any term of uh, type of marketing and they see it as very unspiritual. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm sure we can, you know, get to that. I, I think you and I would disagree with yeah. that statement, but we can get to why. Uh, but then on the other side of that coin, there are people who uh, definitely depend far too much mm. on it. Uh, you know, Peyton Jones, who we had on uh, several months ago in his book, Reaching the Unreached, you know, he makes um, a really good point in that book where he, you know, he talks about how in a lot of ways, uh, a lot of pastors and a lot of churches have uh, basically started leaning on and depending on yeah. marketing because they don't have the guts to get out yeah. of the harvest. And he basically calls calls out uh, the church in general. And, and I think he's right because uh, yeah. we can lean on it. So yeah. uh, what, do you, what do you think about all that, Matt? What do you think about the role of marketing when it comes to reaching the lost? I never understood people who are like, uh, who are super hardcore on either camp. You know, I, I think it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not everything. I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I, I think you know, guys are that are, you know, that that are that are too dependent on it. You know, you're going to waste a lot of resources if you're not in the harvest. If you're not engaging people. Um, and you're depending on your marketing, especially in difficult places, you're going to be highly disappointed. I, I haven't seen the percentages in a while, but I last time I heard it was like, you know, 1% or 1, I think it was like 1% uh, percentage rate. So you send out 20,000 mailers, mm -hmm. you might get 20 um, people. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not high percentages. Um, is it worth doing? I, I say yes. Like I, I believe in doing anything and everything to to reach lost people. We've had some really cool stories from marketing, man. We've had people come to Christ from marketing. I could tell you several stories, um, multiple stories about you know lost people um, coming to know Christ because they got a card in the mail. And uh, we there's a way to do it. There's a way not to do it. Yep. You know you can't just. Uh, I think a lot of people. I remember one time talking to a guy and, and, uh, he was asking me this question. He was planting in a tough soil in new England. And, um, he was like, tell me about the marketing you guys have done. So I told him. And so he sent out this mailer of like, I don't know, 10,000 people or 10,000 cars or whatever. And, uh, he got back, like, I think two people came and he was like, see, it doesn't work, you know? And so the first thing we always say is you can't do one offs. Yep. can't just do one card and expect it. You got to kind of have like a strategy, just like anything else in church planning. Mm -hmm. You don't just go out and knock on doors one time. Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't work. You know, that guy told me no, yep. or that guy answered the door naked, you know I mean? Which we've had happen, but like, <laughs> you, you know, you don't just do something one time. You got to have a strategy involved. Mm -hmm. And so, so many guys, it just amazes me how they don't think through things. Yep. They just kind of throw things out there. Um, so yeah, I think you can do it. I definitely think you can do it. I think, but you got to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. I don't think it's unspiritual. I'm definitely not in that camp. I, I'll do anything, um, nearly anything, to, to, to reach lost people. Yeah, and I think, I, I think it's a good way to get out your message in a broad 
broad way, but there's a, there's a right way to do things with it and a wrong way to do it. Yeah, know? for sure. I think, yeah, I, I think the, the whole notion of, you know, saying that, you know, doing anything like that, like just labeling it unspiritual is kind of borderline like Gnosticism almost. Yeah. You know I mean? Like I, you're I, almost, I never like, looked at it that way, but I guess it could be. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, well, any, any type of material, you know, yeah. like type of strategy or, or, or anything like that is, is obviously not from God. And, yeah. you know, I just, I think that God likes to move in the everyday stuff of life, you know, yeah. and, and, and he uses all kinds of things, yeah. um, you know, to, to reach people. And like we talked about in our last episode, you know, we want to, I think you should do everything that you can. You yeah. should throw the kitchen sink at lostness. Absolutely. Uh, there, there should be nothing off the table. Like if it can help reach one person, you should do it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love what you said about not uh, just, you know, doing one-offs, not yeah. you know, trying something one time and then just giving up on it. I mean, we talked a little bit about that in our episode a while back when we talked about events. Yeah. When you first plant and you first start doing events in a new community, outreach events, they're not going to be that great when you first start. Yeah. You're going to have some that are going to just really be flops and they're not going to go well. They're not going to be well attended. It takes some time in the it community. Does. It takes a lot of different touches. Yeah. Um, and I think usually it takes people in your community seeing you, seeing your church, serving them and, and out in the community three or four or five times before they really start to to come around and like... Like we're at a point right now in our church where we're just now starting to reap the harvest, yeah. reap the fruit of that labor. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, a, a couple of years of of slim pickings, you know, yeah. when it came to fruit, and and but now we're starting to to enter into a harvest time. And I think that's a, I think that's a kingdom principle, honestly. Like when you yeah. look at uh, the way that Jesus compared what we do to uh, planting and harvesting yeah. crops yeah. so much. I mean, there's, there's a time for, there's a time for planting and, mm -hmm. uh, there's a time for harvesting and, yeah. you know, like you go through seasons just like, uh, the crops do. Yeah. Right? You do enough of, you do enough of the right thing enough times. Yep. You'll see fruit. Yep. It just, you know, you'll see fruit. in terms of marketing, it's just one more way to get, get what you're doing in front of people. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how I look at it. That's mm -hmm. all you're doing. Facebook ads. Instagram ads, whatever it is that you're doing, like to have a marketing strategy. Yep. You know, I actually used to be in marketing in the business world. I used to be working marketing at an auto auction. And, um, you know, so having like a, I've seen it work in both areas. You know, if it's gimmicky, if it's something you're just trying to be so slick and you should think through, but if it's gimmicky and you're dependent, I mean, we used to do things like, lay hands on our mailers and pray over our mailers as a core team mm -hmm. and ask God to put them in the right places and mm -hmm. connect with the right people and, and, and whatever, you know, because God can, God can save people through the gospel in a lot of different ways, mm -hmm. a lot of different ways. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, the only way that marketing becomes a problem is if it becomes a crutch. Yeah. And you know, like if you're, if you're not getting into the harvest, if you're not sharing the gospel and you're beginning to depend on that uh, and, and it's easy to do that. We actually kind of, um, after our initial push, I, here's where the danger for, yeah. I think planters comes and it comes within your first year or yeah. so after you've, you've launched your church, you know, uh, most of the time when you're leading up, uh, you're doing preview services and everything. There's a lot of excitement. You're getting out of the community. You know, you're sharing with people. You're doing the right things, things like that. And then you start ramping up to have your weekly Sunday services, right? And then um, once you once you start that, uh, it, it is kind of like a beast in a way. You yeah. Know? And it's very easy for all of a sudden all of your focus and your attention to begin to shift to Sunday mornings for sure. And what's happening there? 
And then you start to, your, your whole week can become, uh, exhausted with focus, being focused on Sunday mornings. And then what you start doing is you start obsessing over getting people to come to your Sunday morning gatherings. And because you're out, because you have no more time because you're spending all of your time, you're spending 25 hours working on your sermon and you're making sure your volunteers are set up right. And you're making sure that you've got this thing planned and you're doing this video and this, this, you know, this bumper video for your sermon series or whatever. And that's all you're thinking about. Well, then the only way you've got time to try to get people to come to your service is if you shell out a bunch of change to the post office to go and send out flyers, and then all of a sudden you've become what you said you were never going to become when you first started right. out, and it's real easy to get there. I remember, when, I remember before we ever left Memphis, I was, you know, kind of doing a little tour stop, you know, and connecting with all these potential partners. I remember I sat down with one pastor, and he said, "Well, what are you going to do when you get there?" And uh, I was like, "What do you mean?" And uh, he's like, "You're not going to have a church yet," and he was like, you know, like, what are you going to do with your time? And it was just such a asinine question in my mind because we're, we're going to tell people about Jesus. Like, what are you talking about? What am I going to do with my time? And, um, you know, I, I've come, I've since come to realize like it wasn't that crazy after all, because a lot of people think that way. A lot of people think like, well, the church is like what you do on Sunday and, and, and gathering people and all that kind of stuff. And that's a big, that's a big part of it. I, I, you know, uh, um, I agree, but you know, he was like, I remember he, he said, well, you know, I guess, you know, what you could do is you could start like preparing your sermon series and stuff. And, you know, and I was like, yeah. And I was being polite and stuff, but I got in the car and I thought, man, that that's going to be like the last thing I think about. And I think so many times, you know, we get the cart for the horse and, um, it's like th- the most important thing you can just always be doing is telling people about Jesus and, and connecting your community with the gospel and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and so it's so easy as church planners that are listening, it's so easy to, to, to put all your emphasis and all your focus on, on, on that moment, on that day or whatever. And I, I did, we, you and I've talked a lot about this, Jared, but I, I believe God, you know, will bless the time in your prayer closet and in the harvest, you know, exponentially in ways, maybe even more so than if you spend 20 hours, 30 hours doing sermon prep or whatever with that hope that man, I hope a lot of people come here on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah. So marketing, I, I think marketing has its place. I honestly do. I think you just have to do it the right way. And what, to your point, it can't become an out. And what people, what, what I've seen guys do is they're like, well, I'm going to send out, you know, uh, I'm going to send out for us Pickering's a uh, hundred thousand plus people. We know that that's about 27,000 mailers every time we do a mailer. So we, we hit the whole city. We send it all out. And, uh, so it's like, man, I know we're going to get guests from that. Like I just, from experience, I know we're going to get guests, but if, if, if I, if I'm like, you know what, I don't got to go to the harvest this week. Cause we sent out that mailer. Like that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's faulty thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, you know what too, you know what, yeah. it's not just faulty thinking, but I, I think that God will, um, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I've, not sure. Yeah, we don't want to assume directly. on God, but I don't want to assume on God. But I think that God is much more likely to bless those mailers if you're being faithful in the harvest. Well, I, I always think that way. Yeah, you know, and maybe it's a narrow view, narrow way to view God. But I mean, we we see all throughout the Old Testament mm-hmm. that God works through clean vessels, yeah. and God works through through men and women I who just, are doing the I right thing. I just don't know why God would encourage disobedience. 
yeah. in the hearts of his people. Like if you're being disobedient, you're not getting in the harvest. Like yeah. why is God going to encourage you by sending guests to your church? You know, people, people are like, well, I'm not doing that stuff. I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, share my faith. I don't knock on doors. I don't do all that. And I'm leading a, a big going, blowing, smoking church, man. Yeah, well, maybe you're leading a gathering, but. Well, that's the question. Says it's the what are you leading? Yeah, exactly. And that's it. I mean, you know, and everybody has different convictions, um, you know, and when I lay my head down at night and someday when I stand before the Lord, I'm, I'm going to be accountable for the church I lead. I'm yeah. not going to be accountable for your church. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be accountable for Fellowship Oshawa. And um, so I think, I think it's important for guys to, to understand that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit. So we kind of talked about like our case for, you know, why we think marketing yeah. can be a part of, of uh, of a church plant. So, what does good marketing for a church plant look like? Yeah. What should it communicate? Uh, what's what's the goal? What what are, what's the end goal uh, of marketing for a church plant? Well, the end goal is always conversion, in my opinion. Uh, the the end goal is always like people hearing the gospel. So that's the, that's always the goal. I want to I want to get this person if it's on Facebook or Instagram or if they get a card in the mail. I want them to come to that particular gathering because I know they're going to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that's always the goal. Um, and then the, the goal is next steps after that, like next steps. How can they get incorporated and involved and engaged into the life of the church? Yeah. Um, so however you do your marketing, I, I've seen some really, really good marketing and I've seen some really, really bad marketing. Um, you know, it's like, uh, we're, are, are, are you a sinner? Are you a terrible person? Hey, come to our church. And it's like, and hear how you don't have to be or something. It's like, is somebody going <laughs> to, how's somebody going to receive that Facebook ad? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I tell you one thing that we've done and people can agree or disagree with it. We haven't asked lost people how to preach the gospel. We haven't have asked lost people about theology or about doctrine, but we do, we do spend time. We do have relationships with people who don't know Christ and we do ask them, how would you perceive this? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a curious person, assuming you have to, when you talk about all these things, you have to assume the Holy Spirit's going to do what he does. He's going to call people. He's going to pull people in. He's going to do all that kind of stuff as only he can. So you are always working under the assumption. You're not trying to be slick. You're not trying to outsmart anybody. You know, you're not trying to be like, uh, pull the wool. I I hate this. I I absolutely despise it. Pull the wool over people's eyes. And what I mean by that is like, you know, we're this and we're that. And then they come to your church and it's not what you build it to be maybe, mm-hmm. or, you know, you think you're going to like, uh, like slip them into the kingdom of God. You're going to like get them in the back door. I mean, it just, it doesn't happen that way. Nope. The Holy spirit, that's the, when we talk about marketing, the Holy spirit uses that we've mm-hmm. seen it. The Holy spirit can use marketing. Um, it, 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 everything we do is working off that assumption that the Holy spirit is, is tilling that soul. He's preparing hearts. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody gets that card, when they see that Facebook ad, when they're scrolling or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? Because God is the God of the universe and he can work through those things. Um, So that's what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point about, you know, kind of thinking through the eyes of a lost person uh, when you think about your marketing, uh, you know, how how are they going to perceive these things? I think the biggest, you know, I've seen a lot of bad marketing from churches before. um, And I think what makes it bad is that, they use language that either doesn't make any sense to yeah. a lost person or uh, that sounds weird to a lost person or yeah. they would quite honestly just be repelling. 
yeah. to a lost person for for no good reason. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think a lot of times, you know, we get stuck on using sermon ter- terminology because we're not going to compromise the gospel. You're not, co- you don't have to compromise the gospel to contextualize. You know what I mean? Like you can, <laughs> like good, you can. That's just good missiology, right? Yeah, like you can use like if it's if it's a non-essential, like keep like keep the main things the main things, like. Like, yeah, never, ever change the gospel just to please somebody. And you don't water it. We certainly don't water down the gospel to keep no. people coming to church. Like, I think that's when you start getting into to problems, you know, like, yeah. and, like when I think of like, quote unquote, seeker sensitive, that's yeah. what I think of is that, you know, like we're mainly just here to try to get butts in seats and keep them here. Yeah. And so we don't want to do anything that will offend them, including sharing the gospel with them and calling them to repentance yeah. and, and talking about judgment. But you know, like we do that, like if anybody that knows us, like you come to our church, you're going to hear the full counsel of God. Yeah. You will hear gospel and you're going to hear it preached very boldly and very clearly. And and, yeah. pe- and we're going to share it with you when we're out in the community and when we're door to door and we're going to call people to repentance. But, um, I just like, there's some things that are just unnecessary, man. Like, yeah. you know, like you don't need to use certain words that uh, are churchy words that, uh, if, if somebody, like if a lost person in com- your community has never been to church before, yeah. they probably, they probably don't know what like, uh, you know, testimony means, yeah. you know? So like, why would you use that in your advertisement? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. Like it's so it's not that testimony is a bad thing. Come and hear the incredible testimony of life change or whatever. Right. Like, like they don't know what that means. So it's why, not why, bad. Don't you, why don't you use the word story? Story. Instead? That's it. Right. Like, yeah. That's all we're saying. I, I, I would say this too, man. We talk about marketing. I've seen this so many times. You know what I love? You know what I'm talking about. I love working with guys who come out of the harvest because they don't have to. I'm talking about plant churches now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to. You don't have to reteach them. They don't have to deprogram yeah. them in some ways. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I've seen this over and over again with guys, especially who are guys who are like seminary trained. They're starting their churches to please like their seminary buddies. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 trying to, um, they're trying to like say, well, man, I I, I don't want to use this language because my buddy might think that we're a seeker sensitive church. Yep. You know what That's I mean? So like good. at the end of the day, like who cares what your buddy thinks? Mm-hmm. Your buddy is in hometown city USA, in the on the buckle of the Bible Belt. Yep. Trying to tell you how to plant a church. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm talking about from experience now. Yep. And it's, uh, you know, I'm, and, um, I, I just think it, I just think it's so problematic. And, Mm -hmm. and then the other thing too, is when you, when you do marketing and stuff like that, who are you going after any, like when I worked at that auto auction, who are we going after? Mm -hmm. We're going after car dealerships, used car dealerships. Mm -hmm. We're going after private, uh, licensed people. Mm -hmm. We weren't going after like stay at home moms. Yeah. Yeah, We weren't going after like architects. Mm -hmm. We're going after people who have licenses to sell and distribute cars. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to me, some of the marketing I see and, um, and it's like, you know, and, and I've, to be frank, I've seen some marketing that is just clearly for church people. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself your, the question, like, man, who are you going after? Mm-hmm. You trying to find the disingr- dis- disgruntled Christian or whatever. Yeah. I remember one time, uh, like the first mailer we ever sent out and it was one of the most successful one we ever had. We had like 67 people come off of this mailer and, uh, eventually, and, it was just a black back screen and a black and white image of a guy just staring at the card. And there was a quote on there and it said, I still haven't found what I'm looking for mm-hmm. by Bono, you too. And it had our church logo and it had information about our church on the back. 
And I got this call from this lady. This is no lie, dude. I got this call from this lady. And she's like, yes, I was calling about your church. And um, I was like, okay. And she had kids in the background. She's probably my age, probably in her mid-30s. And I was like, yeah, what would you like to know? And she's like, well, I got your card in the mail. And I was like, okay, great. You know, I'm thinking she's, she just called a complaint to me. And she's like, I have a question for you. Why would you, why would you quote a secular artist on your, your marketing? And she said, um, for example, like there are some incredible Christian artists out there. Like, why wouldn't you quote a song from Michael W. Smith? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, man, that would really resonate with the community. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, um, because lost people know about you two. Yeah. They don't know about Michael W. Smith. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying Bono's theology yeah. is great or whatever. I don't really know it, to be honest. Apostle Paul, why would you quote that Stoic philosopher in Athens? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't you know that Jesus said some yeah, good things? It's, just, it's crazy to me, man, like how yeah, people think. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, though, to my point, church planner, you got to get over that. Oh, I wonder what my Christian buddy's going to think. Yeah. Or, man, you know, my... My, my, my click, like, man, that I used to run with like in seminary, man, they're going to think I'm, they're going to think I'm, they're going to think I'm just like this attractional guy now. This goes right back to what we were just talking about before we started recording, man. People, we are so prone as human beings to focus on form over substance. Like we just, that's what the Sermon on the Mount is about. That's what Jesus is correcting. We want to, we want to legalize everything. Everything. We want to turn everything into religion, right? Yeah. Like we, 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 it's almost like we can't help ourselves. Absolutely. And we, we, well, no, we need to do it this way and we need to do, we need to, we need to use this certain terminology yeah. and we need, you know, and it's just, and then we think we're being unspiritual and we're worried that others are going to think we're unspiritual and we don't, there's a, uh, you know, there, there's a particular church of, uh, there's a guy that I know vaguely, I don't really know him super well. Um, but, um, he's a part of this, uh, plant, and they, you know, have kind of like branded themselves as I don't know, basically like young, restless, reformed kind of a deal. You know, yeah. like they're like some young guys and they've all got beards and, you know, they're, yeah. they're very reformed in their theology and stuff. And they're, you know, playing. And I know their hearts are that they want to, you know, I, I, that they want to reach people. They yeah. want to preach the truth. And, I, and yeah. I'm like, amen, that's awesome. But like they it's very obvious that in their then their marketing and everything like that, like. Like we we're in such an unchurched area here right. that like I just tend to naturally think about things through the eyes of of lost people and I just yeah. think about like if they tried to come here and do what they're doing, nobody just, would come. Oh man, it would be it would be an absolute train wreck. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't work. And you know, like like they did a. Um, <clears throat> I, be careful. Did they listen? No, I don't know. I mean, and if they do, like, hey, I love you guys, and and <laughs> yeah. I'm not here to, I'm not criticizing you. I'm, yeah. This is just an observation, honestly, that I'm honestly making. That, um, like, they did a, a a sermon series. It was like I think ten weeks through the book of Jonah. Yeah. Now I have questions about number one about like how do you do ten weeks through a narrative that's four chapters? Um, <laughs> I think you're probably missing the missing the yeah. point of the narrative there a little bit. Maybe number one, maybe. I mean, I guess you could, but. Um, but, but secondly, I'm just like, you know, 
I just wonder, like, it, was that decision made thinking through it through the eyes of a lost person? And I think yeah. what what really happened with that decision is that I think that they genuinely they want to be faithful to the Lord. They're trying to depend upon the yeah. Holy Spirit. They genuinely they believe that God alone saves. Sure, they they trust in the sovereignty of God, and I think that's what's driving that decision. But what I, I think what we're trying to say yeah. is that we believe that too. Exactly. But we're not going to preach a ten week series through the Book of Jonah in this context because. Yeah. Like you, you can believe that God is sovereign, but it goes back to this whole idea of like Gnosticism, right? Like, like, okay. Yeah. We believe that God is sovereign, but we can also contextualize. I think the assumption, I think the assumption sometimes from folks like that is that they, they, they assume that guys like us that will do marketing or whatever, or, uh, you know, not your ordinary church, you know, fellowship, Mm -hmm. which I think is a great tagline, Mm -hmm. but like they assume like, Oh, that's, seeker sensitive or whatever you want to and they label it and they they think they just assume that we don't believe those things you just listed and it's not that at all man nope. i mean that's like that's our only hope our only hope is in jesus our only hope is in repenting our only hope is in those things but we just i just know the context we live in we know it and um you know we we, we use language here that i probably would have never used in the Bible Belt to my fault. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that you have to be in a hard place to use these kinds of languages. I, I actually think somebody asked me one time, they were like, how would you plan a church if you ever plant a church in like Memphis, Tennessee or same, Northeast Oklahoma? Same I way. said same way. Yep. And um, because there's lost people there, you know? And so I think mm-hmm. that, so I, I, I think you have to be, I think you have to know who your target is, yeah. you know? And I, and I frankly told that lady who called me, I said, um, ma'am, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I said, you're not our target audience. Mm-hmm. I said, I love you in the Lord. And, um, you know, and, and we left it at that. And I wasn't rude with her. Just wanted to be matter of fact with her. You know, it's just like, throw it away, you know, give it mm-hmm. to a lost person, whatever. It's not for you. We're not going after you. You know, it's like, we're not going after you and, you know, your Michael W. Smith fan club. It's like, you guys probably already have a church and like, God bless you, you know, and mm-hmm. Michael W. Smith's got some great hits, man. Like go, go do it to it, you know, but I just, I just think guys have to, you have, that's such an important thing I've seen over and over again in planners. Like, uh, man, we, we, I've, I've never, I told somebody when I was talking to group church, but I've never met a more insecure group of people in my life until I got into church planning. <laughs> right. Yeah. We have so many insecurities as church planners, and then they're magnified when you say start leading people. Mm-hmm. And what I see over and over and over and over again is guys that are so obsessed with what other people's going to think, you know, with what other people's going to think. What, what's 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 my sending church going to think? If you, listen, if you got a good sending church, they're going to understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They're going to know you're not heretical because you send out a YouTube a card, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Uh, so I, I just, you got to stop with that. You got to stop worrying about what everybody thinks mm-hmm. and newsflash for you. You will always have critics. Yep. You will always have critics, no matter what you do, no matter what decisions you make, you know, um, I'm, I'm way too charismatic for my reform friends. I'm way too reformed for my charismatic friends. You know, I'm a misfit in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but I mean, I just got to place my, I, I don't care. Yep. I know what I'm going after and yep. You know, and so Jesus was too conservative for the liberals and he was too liberal for the conservatives. That's it, man. That's it. So marketing, marketing has its plays. So some of the highlights we hit on, you know, it's like, it can't be, it can't be your crutch. Mm -hmm. It can't be like, oh, I'll I'll just send out these cards and all these people will come. Mm -hmm. It it can't be that, but it can be a tool. It's another tool in your shed that you can pull out. 
Let's, I wanted to briefly too, just uh, to kind of help give some ideas to, to some of our listeners, some of the planners that might be listening to some types of, of marketing that you can do. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. Um, I have found that the like for your dollar, one of the most effective ways of marketing is Facebook. Probably the yeah. most effective right now is Facebook because yeah. you can do targeted ads and you can reach so can many really more people down. for a dollar than you could in any other way. Uh, print print marketing um, is I, I wouldn't even do a newspaper or radio yeah. ad. Like I would just kind of throw that out the window if yeah. I if if you were to ask me my advice advice on that. Yeah, uh, we do mailers. And, and the reason we do those, and, and we did them at the beginning when we launched, we're not really doing them anymore yeah. because, you know, we, we, we did one before each one of our preview services. Yep. So we had a preview service. So we'd send it out. I think we sent out like 15,000 or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you, you can do more or whatever. Um, and, and each one just kind of basically was, uh, kind of advertised and asked a provoking question that surrounded what the sermon topic was going to be. Yeah, that's like, right. I think. I think one of the weeks, you know, we, like I preached on, you know, uh, why, why is there evil in the world, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, like it was the, the card was something along the lines of that. And yeah, in fact, I'm even got one handy. I don't know. I'm about to check here. Well, I think like th- that's the point, you know, when you send out stuff, you want it to be, you want it to be thought provoking. Yeah. There you go. This I is our that. first ever one. This is our, yeah. July 10th. Uh, so yeah, it's just on the front. It says, does God still have a plan for me? And says, join us as we help answer this question at Fellowship Oshawa on Sunday, July 10, 11 a.m. Uh, from a couple of years ago. And then on the back, it has a little map and just has a little blurb about the church. It has contact info yeah. uh, for ways to get a hold of us. And yeah, so we, you know, we did like, I think four of these total. We did one for each yeah. of our previous services and one for our launch. And, you know, got to see a lot of people come out through that. Absolutely. But, but now what we've done is we've got, um, we've got these things printed out. We still got a couple thousand of them that are just not for one specific service. It's just general info general about information. our church. Yeah. And we take them with us wherever we go. Same here. Man. Whenever we go out in the harvest, we got them with us. Like you said, we don't lead with that. Yeah. So we don't start off by talking about our church. We start, we talk about Jesus. Yeah. And then if people are interested, um, yeah. then we'll start, you know, like that's one of the ways that we can stay connected with them. We'll leave them info about the church. It's got yeah. my personal cell phone on there. Stuff yeah. like that. So that's good, man. I mean, like always having, you know, so if you're going to send something out, I have no idea what it's like in the States. I'm sure it's far less expensive um, than it is here because a lot, most things are more expensive here. Um, but I know if we're going to send out, we haven't sent out a mailer in a long time. Um, we may still do one occasionally like on Easter or something that, you know, mm-hmm. we're doing uh, like a big event or something like that. But typically we haven't done one in a long time. No. Um, but if we send out 27,000, hit all of Pickering, we're probably, and, and I'm, I'm pretty picky like the the thickness of the card, the the size of the card, because here, you know, they um, they hand deliver them, but they put them in with like junk mail and stuff, mm-hmm. and so you kind of want it to stick out. And so for us, every time we do a mail of twenty seven thousand, it's at least minimum thirty five hundred, most fifty two hundred, and so you're, you're talking about a good chunk of change yep. for most church planners. Um, we did the same thing in the beginning. We 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 had I, I wouldn't encourage this now, but we did six preview services. Um, with the launch, um, but we were we were very strategic with what we did in between those services and all that stuff. But we sent out a, we sent out a mailer for four of our previews, and then our our launch we sent out a mailer. Mm-hmm. And ours was the same thing. Uh, probably one of the most successful ones we ever did was we did a sermon series called Googling God. But w- what we did in that series is we asked 
our core, t- our, we, our core team and during the preview services. And then when we were on the harvest, we asked people, we surveyed them and said, if you could ask God anything, what would it be? We took the top four uh, that were mentioned the most and we preached a series on those. Mm-hmm. And so things like that, I think, you know, things that will catch people's eye, you know, like the thing that you said, <clears throat> you guys did discuss, I have a plan for me. Those are things people are thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know, have I gone too far? Have I sinned too much? Yep. Have I gotten drunk too much? Have I slept around with too many people? Mm-hmm. Does, does God still love me? Mm-hmm. That's, those are good things, man. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I think those are the kinds of those are the kind of things you want to send out if you're going to do them. But I agree. Like social media is powerful today, and yep. Facebook specifically because you can really drill down on your target audience. Yep. Yeah. Another thing you can do as well is as I would I would recommend that you put your uh, church information and logo on stuff and then give give yeah. stuff away. So like we do, like you're drinking out of a Fellowship Oshawa coffee mug yeah, right yeah. there. Um, very, very proudly. I'm going to take it home with me because I don't have one. No, you can't. That's mine. Just I'll joking. give you a different one. We have more. <laughs> that um, one's good. We give those to our first time guests. So we've yeah. got, uh, you know, a mug and then we, we, we put some other stuff in there. Um, like candy and, and things like that. Not, yeah. not, not bad stuff. We put, you know, <laughs> yeah. sorry. It's just to clarify stuff. What'd you say? I okay. said we put some other stuff in there. Like I was being very vague about it, you know, like put secretive. a vaporizer in there. Yeah, yeah. Half of Osh already vapes. They don't need one. <laughs> um. So then, like, and one of the things that we we do a lot is we uh we go downtown and in, yeah. the, in the cold months we'll pass out coffee and hot chocolate. Yep. Uh, while we just it's an open door to share the gospel, and then we also will pass out like water bottles and cokes. And so we've got stickers. Yeah. Right that we've printed with our label on it. Uh, yeah. It's got a label. So it's got our, you know, our church name and then our contact info and all that stuff. We slap these stickers on the coffee sleeves or on the water bottles yeah. and stuff like that. We hand those out like handy downtown, man. Yeah. And we get into conversation. We're having gospel conversations, just little things like that. Little like things. we did uh, this back to school, um, school supply giveaway. Yeah. Well, we had these little the pretty cheap, you know, like custom bags made with yeah. our logo on it and stuff like that, that the people, the kids who come by and put their, their stuff in and it only costs us like a couple hundred bucks to have a couple hundred of those made. Like just get the word like out. That. Yeah. Like you're, we have t-shirts, yeah. um, you know, that we, we give to our people. We just charge, you know, it's like, okay, five bucks. Yeah. And you know, obviously it helps offset the cost a yeah. little bit. Absolutely. Um, man. You know, and here's the thing too, is like, um, when you talk about marketing, I think sometimes people get the wrong idea. They think like mailers mm-hmm. or newspaper ads or whatever, TV mm-hmm. spots, whatever. Um, but marketing is much more than that. I mean, it's, it's everything it's branding. It's, you know, I know we don't want to use those terms cause it's, uh, those are business terms. And yeah. you know, like we, we, we think that, uh, you know, we can't say that, but you know, I mean, like, uh, I fellowship picker, we do the same thing. We have, we have gift bags we give to our first time guests mm-hmm. and it's a way for us to identify them mm-hmm. and to see, you know, so our people, we have what we call intentional connectors and those people will go and engage with those people with the bags. It's a way for them to spot them. It's nothing like big, you know, but they see it. But in the summer months, like we got things that are like season. So like in the summer months, you know, we have a pair of sunglasses that are black and, and red on the side and our logo on the side. And it's crazy how many people wear those sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen people do you, wear Do you wear them? I don't even have a pair. I was like, who do I got to know to get a pair of these glasses? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even have a pair. Um, I was going to say, I've never seen you wear them. No, I, I don't because I don't have any. Um, you know, but like those bags, you know, they're shopping bags. So mm-hmm. like tote bags, because um, you got to pay for bags here, you know, when you go to the grocery store, unless you go to Walmart, yeah. um, which I've gone to Walmart just because of that. I'm just waiting for them to ban straws. Yeah, man. 
Uh, but anyways, so I, I, you know, branding that stuff in the wintertime, we give away like ice scrapers with our logo on it and stuff, pins, everything, just having just that stuff gets out to your community and people see it and signage and all that kind of stuff. Uh, We've got a towel right there on the floor, a fellowship Oshawa towel. Yeah, man. And so, I mean, like maybe you're listening to this, like, uh, you know, wow, these, we don't have the money that these guys may have, you know, and maybe you're listening to that it doesn't cost a lot. No, um, people are always blown away when they ask us in the beginning, like, where did you get all your signage from and all your stuff? And and now we, we have a distributor that we, we work with and he, he, he's in the network and he gives us great deals. But, um, but in the beginning we went through Vistaprint, we got all of our signage from Vistaprint. Vistaprint is like a church planner's dream. In my opinion, in the beginning, mm-hmm. you can get cards off of that. You said something earlier, though, that I just kind of want to come back to. Um, when you're in the harvest and when you're talking to people and you're engaging people, man, have cards with you. Have information with you. Give somebody a card to who you're with. They won't remember you. And you In know. the words of Jesus, truly, truly, I say to you, have cards and information <laughs> about your church with you when you are out in the harvest. That's it. Yeah. We're trying to emphasize third, that. Third Chronicles 4.1. We're trying to emphasize it. Yeah, it's really important though, yes, man. Yes, it is. Because you know that somebody's going to leave it around or... We had a lady and her daughter come to our church um, two weeks ago. They're Egyptian. Been here for a while, but they, they're they Coptic. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to find a church to get connected to. And um, they somebody gave them a card at their door. Sometimes when we have teams up, they'll well, we have them hit the harvest and stuff and then sometimes they'll just pass out cards we kind of mix it up and they they got their card and they came and she told us she said it's been on my refrigerator for over a year and uh so you never know it's yep. just like it's yeah. just you, you know it's worth it yeah it and is. it doesn't cost a ton of money that idea that everything costs don't, don't hear like wow five thousand dollars for miller i don't have that money yeah don't hear that no. you know it doesn't cost as much. Yeah, if you don't have if you don't have the money to do that, you know, a mailer or whatever. Look, if the mailer is you know too expensive, there's other ways that yeah. you can do that. You know, like there's distribution companies, so you can pay for the printing, yeah. and then you can have the distribution company, um, you know, pass them out for you, and they usually do it at a much lesser charge than the post office, or you can do them yourself. Yeah, and if you're talking about like hey, you want to grind and you really want to get in the harvest and you want to reach people, like sometimes you may have to do that. Like you may have to take three or four hours and go out there and pass out some flyers. When we knock on doors know? and people aren't home, we automatically leave a flyer. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're wasting your time if you don't. Yeah. That's, I think you're crazy if you don't do that. Yeah. Like why would you not? Yeah. It makes no sense why you wouldn't. Absolutely. You're, I mean, you're literally, you're already at somebody's door standing next to their mailbox. Yeah. Why would you not drop one in there? Drop because it in. You See never, what happens. You never know who you it's going to be. You never know. We've know. had people come to Christ because they've seen a sign. Yep. Um, we had a lady that came to came to a church a week ago who drove by our gathering, saw our sign, came in, was weeping. Wife had My wife, Erica, had an incredible time to minister to her. Our worship leader, ordained ministered to her afterwards. I mean, like, you know, we just, who are we to, like, tell God how he's going to work in people's lives? Mm-hmm. And I just think marketing is just one more piece that you do that in, you know? Amen. Amen. Well, man, it's been good. Uh, we could, this is another topic we could keep talking yeah. about all day probably, but we probably better wrap it up today. But we want to thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that it's been helpful for you. 
and this has been a blessing to you, make sure you head on over to our website, www.getinthetrenches.com. You can find other episodes there, and uh, you can also look in the show notes, and uh, and you can find my email address and Matt's email address if you have any questions for us about this. If you want examples of some of the flyers that we've or mailers that we've sent out or anything like that, like let us know. We'd be happy to send you anything that we've got. It's it's not ours. Uh, we just want to share it with yeah. you. So we're be more than happy to do that for you. Uh, and hey, uh, we need your help getting the word out about this podcast. So if you could do us a favor uh, and share this on social media, on on Facebook and on your Twitter feed, just uh, share the link to this episode so that other people can have access to it. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, and as always, we're going to be back next Monday with another episode. So until then, go out there and get in those trenches, church planners. Yeah.